0: Citizens of reject nation. I am here to bring you a video. Uh, I don't think I've seen before I want to break down the most accurate comic book movies Which implies both reading the comics and watching the movie now some of these I haven't seen in a while But from memory these are I think the ten most accurate comic book movies, please do like subscribe hit that bell if you want to see more videos like this i'm trying to convince greg to let me do a best of comic book movies video and we're between 10 25 and 100. i'm trying to let him do 100 it's not gonna let me do 100 but we're trying to convince him to go up to 50. so check that video out leave a comment telling greg you want to see a top 50 comic book movie video and hunt me down on tiktok where i do 30 second 15 second one minute three minute short form videos breaking news and breaking down all sorts of comic goodness let's get into the most accurate comic book films Number 10, a very accurate representation of the character and a very accurate representation of the stories around the storyline, but not a direct adaptation of one comic through line, making this kind of a tricky thing, but I've got Batman Begins. Batman Begins is a very good adaptation of year one. It's a very good adaptation of young Bruce Wayne, which has been told in so many different storylines, and it's a very accurate Bruce Wayne, but in the comic books, there isn't a Razal Ghoul switch. There isn't, uh, there's more Ducard. There's more certain things, but to me, this established Gotham this established the loss of his family this established all that year one this established the tone the closest to most of the batman mythology that i'd ever seen and i consider this one of the most accurate comic adaptations because it gets who bruce and batman are very early and very quickly This is 300! Uh, My number nine is 300. That movie changed a lot of things and doesn't get enough credit. Zack Snyder made a movie that was almost a storyboard use of the comic book. Like, that is a frame-for-frame recreation. He really played with the palette. He played with the edit. He played with the sound design. He did a lot of things to put you in the world of 300. Frank Miller, who wrote and illustrated 300, was also very hands on. They collaborated and it shows. Frank Miller and Zack Snyder, I think, are the duo that goes like, hey, we're going to do this thing that's going to be adapting, but also translating, but it's going to work. And I don't think a lot of other duos have really done that. And I will say, I think Zack Snyder, when you want something translated by way of putting it into another medium, he's the guy, because he's three of these on this list. Next up at number eight, we have Dread. The newest iteration of Dread. Yes, the Stallone one's a fun time, but the newest Dread is the comic book. Carl Urban looks like he was ripped right out of that page. I loved the end of Olivia Thirlby as, like, the new recruit. I loved that it felt like we were living in... The comic sometimes feels like a video game, and the movie felt more like a video game adaptation than a lot of video game adaptations, because that's what the comic felt like a lot of the time. I love the use of slow-mo. I love the ed- Editing That made it feel like you were going into a comic book frame I love the pacing that made it feel like certain action set pieces were pages flipping this all very very clearly Becomes the comic book flavor you want out of something that's so pulp noir-y like dread and Carl Urban absolutely nailed it love this movie my number yeah, but... is 2004's Hellboy now this movie kind of proved that this is the way to do it when 2019's Hellboy was a direct translation. What's important in making comic book movies is making sure it's a comic book movie, which needs to be both an adaptation and a translation, which is why, for example, Civil War is not much like the comic book, but it works in the medium of film. Hellboy, the original, showed what you need to gather the tone, to get the world, to make the BPRD work, to get all the the underground paranoia, the world of monsters, the Guillermo del Toro of it all, versus trying to make a frame-by-frame comparison, which is what they did in the 2019 Hellboy. Ironically, what works for Zack Snyder and Frank Miller teaming up, or Zack Snyder working off, you know, Alan work is he makes the medium of film through the comic book lens whereas I feel like when you're trying to translate too directly it's trying to film a frame of comic book and there's a big difference Hellboy the original is a pitch-perfect example of how you capture a world how you grow out a world and you make it fit in your medium using your skill set if you cast correctly and you have the most incredible team of special effects artists assembled love O force hellboy number six remember remember the fifth of november i think v for vendetta the graphic novel is one of the most important and i think the movie is also one of the movies that established that comic book movies aren't just for kids and i think that's a really important distinction the adult maturity intellectualism and and progress that v for vendetta made cannot be shortchange. Like, the Wachowskis produced this film and they used a lot of their incredible sensibilities to make this a giant spectacle and the trailers very much leaned into the Hugo weaving of it all and the incredible knife play and Natalie Portman, but if you look at the actual movie, it's talking about very real, very adult things. It's talking about overthrowing a government. It's talking about fascism. It's talking about a dictator state. So it's able to do what comic books do well, which is be action-packed, have interesting characters, and yes, bros on the internet be political comic books are inherently political v for vendetta does an incredible job being political being intelligent, showing its perspective, but also being action-packed enough, and in this case, following the comic enough, that is it's one of the most direct, incredible adaptations, one of the most accurate adaptations of any book to screen. Number five, we are back to the world of Zack Snyder, and this one is tricky, and this one is probably going to get me some comic book kickback, because this one is very accurate for 95% of the time. That last 5% is a huge change, and that is Watchmen. Watchmen... Change the ending of the most important graphic novel of all time, but it did to make it work for the medium. And I would not change that. I love that the show that just came out on HBO Max, that's long form, went back to the original ending and was able to, because it's adapting the book. It's not adapting this movie. It's adapting where the book left off. But since it had long form, it was able to explain the squids. It was able to live in that world. What I love about what Zack Snyder did with Watchmen is, I felt like I was living the comic book And then I got to be surprised. But it still had the emotional resonance, it still had the impact, it still had the ending, it still did what the book did, but it adapted it. It evolved it for the medium. I'm not saying evolved as in better, I'm saying it it turned it into the medium of filmmaking. Now, it was perfectly cast, the special effects still hold up, and it looks incredible. They used the comic books basically as a framework. It grabbed frames and somehow translated them to Scream, and it did... A really cool thing with sound design and music like smashing pumpkin song to this day makes me think of watchmen because it was so that world and it was so paranoid and it was so about what happens when the world goes wrong and it makes me feel like who watches the Watchmen. it makes me feel like that sense of dread and i think this movie is incredible and i think the ending change works which is why it makes my most accurate adaptations list because it is accurate to the comics in how it changed number four is a weird tie because i don't how to count we got two movies one of them is getting this love because it is an incredible adaptation of the energy of the comic and also uses the frames. so that is one way i see adaptation work and that is scott pilgrim versus the world scott pilgrim versus the world feels exactly like the comic the other one tied at number four is a very different movie altogether but just as colorful and that is spider-man into the spider verse the reason i'm picking spider-man into the spider-verse is it adapts the characters so incredibly well while not following the comic book storyline it is accurate to peter parker is it is accurate who spider gwen is it is accurate to miles morales is it brings us miles morales and it does so while explaining quantum theory and giving us 10 other spider-men while never sacrificing who miles is while giving us a miles origin story so what's interesting to me about into the spider-verse is it's incredibly accurate to miles but it's not the Spider-Verse story in the comics. There's no Morelin, there's no uh, Spider-Totems, all that might come into play and Across the Spider-Verse, but I doubt it. All of those things are so accurate to the comic books, and it is the most accurate for me of the animated films because it literally feels like you're turning the page of a comic book. The animation style, all of those elements, make these both some of the most accurate visual translations of a comic book I've ever seen, and they're both very special for changing the game. The cacophony of Edgar Wright's Scott Pilgrim cannot be, like, denied like what it did to change editing and all those things and the visual aesthetic and editing and stylistic choices of across the spider into the spider-verse are going to resonate through animation for the rest of time and it feels just like a comic so these two tied at number four i'm making the list i can make my own when this movie came out it was everywhere and does not get the love it used to and it should and i think that's because of the sequel kick-ass one is the comic book with Big Daddy Nick Cage, you change what the comic book was, because now you hear Nick Cage when you read it, because they were so accurate to what that book was. It played with the beats, it played with the friendship, it found sets that looked just like John Peter Jr. drawings. It went frame by frame, but what it did was, it let the edit of the movie not make it feel like it was to beholden to the comic book. So it's accurate to the comic book, and it uses the elements, it uses the pacing, but it's not trapped in any sort of way. This is, John Romita Jr. is one of my favorite artists of all time. This is the closest we will ever see to the very iconic John Romita Jr. splash pages, his framing, his choices. I think the casting is second to none. When you look back at Chloe Grace Moretz as Hit Girl, that was all anyone was talking about that entire summer. When you look at what we first got the introduction of Adrian Taylor Johnson, as kick-ass and that's not to mention again the batman adam west take that Nicolas cage did as big daddy i think it elevated the comic book the comic was already exceptional the movie made it even better because of how accurate it was to the comic book that when you read the comic back it changes your whole experience and i think this movie uh doesn't get enough love in the modern conversation all right this one is very interesting in assessing it because this one does not follow any direct comic book storyline, but it changed the comic books because of how accurate it was to the character. I don't know that there's ever, or at least not since Iron Man Downey Jr., had there been a comic book character change in the comic books because of the actor, and that is Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool for years they kept writing ryan reynolds into deadpool jokes because they were trying to get this movie made there's a joke in one of the early deadpool comics saying that the wade wilson looks like ryan reynolds crossed with a radioactive sharp for years they were trying to get this going but then after this movie the character is written especially the jerry duggan stuff the brian Passane stuff it sounds like the ryan reynolds sensibility because this is accurate to the comics because it distilled so much Deadpool down into one perfect thing. This took 30 years of Deadpool comics, and it found his beating heart. Deadpool is interesting because he's one of the only heroes that wears a mask, not to protect his identity, but he's protecting your stomach from his horrendous face. His his dignity, his shame, and his use of comedy as a defense mechanism were all found in this one beautiful story where it's a story about love, it's a story about cancer, it's a story about loss, but it's a goddamn superhero story with Quentin Tarantino action set pieces and lots and lots of dick jokes. This is a movie that means you can watch a pegging sequence on Disney Plus right now that is more accurate than some of the comic books were about the very same character, and it changed the comic books going forward. Deadpool, I think, is not just one of the most accurate comic book adaptations, but it's one of the most important. And I think when you look at R-rated superhero movies that came out after Deadpool, it owes them a lot of thanks, and I'm really excited and hopeful we'll get to see something like that with Deadpool in the MCU. I think they will be as accurate as this first one because of how much Kevin Feige loves the comics and because of Ryan Reynolds' love for this character. But I'm really curious to see what that looks like in a new world in this shared MCU. So keep it accurate, keep it awesome. Deadpool's my number two. And my number one is actually probably gonna be a little shorter than some of my rest because it just does all of the things I've described. And it mixes in really cool medium choices in its flourish of black and white with color, and that is Sin City. It uses the beautiful noir style of filmmaking that the comic books resonate with and adds the color much like the comics do, but it does it in a way that it feels like when you're reading a comic book and you're letting your imagination go, how you're flipping between panels, this captures that sometimes in frame rate sometimes in an edit sometimes in an acting choice but this truly feels like reading a comic almost as much as into the spider verse does this is with live action actors the closest thing i can describe to people that have never enjoyed comic books you're in a world that is so fleshed out every supporting character matters just as much as the lead every lead is exactly who they feel like on the pulpiness of the page you can smell these frames and it's all Authentically Frank Miller. It's all exactly what the book feels like. It's ultra violent. It's interesting. It's empathetic. You care and still everyone's at an 11. Everyone is larger than life. Everyone is in the world of Sin City. Just as Sin City changed comic books, Sin City changed movies and it is impossibly accurate, impossibly important, and when people talk about comic book movies, Sin City deserves some respect on its name. This really helped things get going. If Blade gave us the MCU, I think Sin City gave us a lot of the adult-oriented content that we get now. And uh, yeah, put some respect on its name. Sin City's the tits. All right, let me know what you think. If you read comics and you think there's an accurate comic book movie I missed, let me know. If you disagree with my uh, world view on something being accurate by being authentic to the character but different from the comics Let me know like, you know, your Deadpool's and such and most of all Let me know what you're enjoying reading a lot of you have been asking for comic book recommendations for this video I'm gonna say Deadpool the good the bad and the ugly if you want some sweet sweet Ryan Reynolds earnesty, with some Deadpool dead presidents if you want that comedy the Jerry Duggan type comedy that uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Warnick do so very well. I would also recommend you read at least volume one of sin city that's my my passionate cry out to understand what that world of pulp is a lot of people read comics and they think the younger side but pulp comics especially adult comics like frank miller have a lot of beauty to them that doesn't get discussed enough and then finally for my last recommendation let's go with you know what Fuck it read v for vendetta a lot of people give a lot of love to watchmen as they should i do think it's the most important comic book maybe ever made But I don't feel like V for Vendetta gets enough love. And as we live in a world that uh, these conversations are discussed more often and as these important elements of politics are bandied about day to day, I think a great palatable way to discuss Big Brother fascism and treason is V for Vendetta. Get into it, you lovelies. Uh, That is going to do it for this episode. Please do like, subscribe, hit that bell so you find out when, when the next... Comic corner is—I don't know where the bell is. Greg told me it was down here, I think, and I've always been pointing up here because I think of bells as above. But hit the bell and then be back for more Koi's comic corner. Let me know in the comments what else you want to see, and tell Greg you want a hundred greatest comic book movies. That's what you do. All right, see you next time.